I am Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Hugs. This is our podcast where we talk about all the things that intrigue us. It's usually um, either a book, a podcast, an article that we've read that really resonates with us and something that we know will benefit other people. It gives us a place to kind of riff on those, agree, disagree, kind of break them down. The process for the podcast is really... Let's talk about the idea at a high level at 30,000 feet. Let's bring it down to the dirt level and talk about examples of this in our own careers, our own lives. And then let's bring it back to eye level and give you guys some things to take away from this and and how you guys can kind of leverage this skill set or this trait in your own lives and um, in, in business. And before we get started, let's go ahead and do introductions of ourselves. Shannon, you want to go first? Yeah. So I am Shannon Schottler. I'm an executive coach based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I spent the first 10 years of my career working for four different Fortune 500 companies in manufacturing, retail, consumer packaged goods, and a variety of roles. You name it, I probably did it. A few years ago, though, I set the corporate corporate lifestyle aside, favoring the flexibility found in entrepreneurship. And I'm happily coaching, consulting, and contracting all the live long day. And podcasting. And podcasting. Oh, I always forget it, Rami. You have to say it or it's not real. It's not. Tell us about you, Rami. I'm Rami Gibran. I am based in Los Angeles, California. I have a similar initial trajectory to Shannon, working in big, humongous companies, doing all sorts of things. I got my MBA. I transitioned to a small company that grew medium, staying in the CPG space, and now I'm in a very small company working in the more digital e-commerce direct-to-consumer space. So for this week, the thing that I want to talk about is this book called Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. I'm so into it already. It's uh, a pair of brothers, which I think is really fun for brothers to write a book. Maybe my brother and I will write a book. He always says that he wants to write a book, and I'm hoping he will do most of it. The idea of made to stick is that ideas that are sticky, you can really break down why an idea is sticky. And the process in the book is there are six things that are your key to success. And a sticky idea, it's understood, it's remembered, it changes things. There's all sorts of different great examples of them, but they all have the same six traits in common. And if you use these traits, you'll have more sticky ideas. Your ideas will be stickier. And I think the important piece that I'm going to note now is you don't need all six to have a sticky idea, but the more that you have, the better off you are. Yeah. Yeah. So let me read the, the most sticky, I think idea that has ever existed and everybody can disagree with me here, but I'm going to read JFK's man on the moon speech. And then Shannon, we'll go through the six steps of success and then let's kind of break down where we see those within his speech. I love it. Okay. So JFK on April 12th, 1961 said, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to earth. Okay. So if that isn't a sticky idea, I don't know what is. But like Rami, what makes a sticky idea? Give okay, us give so the- us the six factors. The first factor is simple. So it's 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 not about dumbing it down. It's about prioritizing. So do you think that this JFK man on the moon speech is simple? Yeah, I think so. He was very clear. I know. 
I, I think we're going to talk about this later, but it reminds me of the smart goal thing, you know, is it, yes. is it measurable? So in that way, like, is it, well, I guess. So hold, hold that thought. Yeah, we'll so the it. second one is unexpected. And so it should get people's attentions. It should open those curiosity gaps. Oh yeah. He's talking about going to the moon. I think he checks that box for sure. Yes. <laughs> this third one is concrete. So you want to paint like a mental picture and you want it to be something that people can like visualize. Mm. Yeah, I can visualize. Yeah. And I'm doing it right here in this moment. I can, I'm visualizing accomplishing the thing that he talked about. The fourth one is credibility. It's getting people to trust that what you're saying could happen. Huh? I mean, obviously hindsight's 2020 and I know that we achieved that. Yes. But in that moment, I think it would be like a little bit crazy to imagine yes the the fifth one is the e is emotional so it's about people it's not numbers i think this one does that really well with the the last thing that he says which is returning him safely to earth yes right it's we're not just going to send a man to the moon and then like that's our goal our goal isn't to send a man to the moon our goal is to send and return a man from the moon. Yes. Didn't he? And what got me actually emotionally from the quote that you shared was, didn't he say something about being the first? Yes. Yeah. That's like the achiever in me. I'm like, yeah, I want to be the first. That makes me get emotionally attached to that idea. For sure. So the last S is stories. So it's really like, how do you think about that later? And how do you get that to like really resonate? And I think with this one, it's, like, you know the stories because you either are seeing them in sci-fi at the time or your kids are reading the comic books and they're telling you. But the idea of going to space and back, that's like the most fantastical story anybody could tell you at that point, right? In 1961. Totally. And then for it to be something that could and will happen is just insane. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that bugs me about this these six steps is that it doesn't actually spell success. <laughs> No, so there's like a little s at the end. So it's it's s u c c e s and then like little s. These are all big letters, and then you have to add a little s yourself. And like the little s is for nothing, right? Yeah, for oh, sure, nothing. Okay. <laughs> That's the only to, like, to make the word success. The only imperfection that I can find with this model, but otherwise, I think it's incredible, and I can't believe I hadn't heard it before. So simplicity, unexpectedness, concreteness, credibility, emotions. And stories. I like that. Yes. Okay. So now that we kind of have talked through the baseline of that and, and gone through all of that piece, let's hop into the dirt tactical level mm -hmm. and talk about some examples. So I want to start out by asking you the inverse. What's an example of a, like a not sticky idea? Like when was there a time where a leader came to you? And let me preface this by saying that I think the stickiness of ideas and the success model work really well in terms of like mission statements or pulling a large group of people together uh, to achieve a common goal. Sure. I think if you're thinking, oh, I need to make all of my my smart goals into success built goals, it's not really the it'll be very difficult because you're not sharing those out to a group and you're not using them to inspire. Mm -hmm. I think if you're using it in a 
in a way to drive a, a broader team or to achieve a larger mission, that's where you're going to find it being successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's helpful to differentiate between the two. And just in case maybe people haven't, I'm guessing all of our listeners, because they're such smarty pants listeners, have heard of SMART goals. But just in case, SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound. So even just saying those words, I was thinking, wow, that feels much more tactical. Whereas success feels much more uh, aspirational, I would say. Well, and I think the difference is for success, you get the unexpected piece built in there. You've got the emotional piece. You've got the stories piece. And then the first one, simple, right? Because smart in no way tells you to be like succinct. Yes, yes. I'm already getting excited hearing this because I was thinking, oh, wow, I could leverage this in coaching. I'm such a nerd to make yeah, sure that 1, people's percent. goals, like their overarching, like aspirational is hitting these principles. That's great. I love it. So can you give us an example of when a leader came to you oh, with yeah. a mission statement that was not sticky? Oh, for sure. And I wouldn't even say a mission statement, but I just think more high level strategy. So I will never forget when I was an analyst and our senior director, so this person was a few levels ahead of me, sat in there, stood in the room giving this presentation to 50 of us, sharing what the st- strategy was for the next year and what our priorities should be. And at the end of the conversation, first of all, his deck was probably five, six slides long. Um, and at the end of the presentation, one of my really brave peers got up and said, So what's the priority? (laughs) And he just looked, the the speaker, the leader, looked at the audience like dumbfounded. And he said, frustratedly, everything is a priority. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. He just went through like a bunch of things. was like, you need to prioritize everything. Yes. Like literally. And in that moment, oh my gosh, in that moment, that was a moment that I never forgot because I thought I never want to do that someday as a leader. I want to be very clear on what the priorities are. And I never want to get in front of a room of 50 people and tell them, well, everything is a priority. <laughs> like when everything is a priority, nothing is a priority, which is, I think, how the the larger team or the group was feeling in that moment. So that really stuck with me. And I remember keeping a notebook. This is how nerdy I am, Rami. Have we ever talked about this? I kept a notebook no. of thing of when I'm a manager someday. Actually, it was an Evernote. So it was like a page in Evernote. And I would make yep. a list as things came up of like when I'm a manager someday. And that one in my when I'm a manager someday. That was like the headline <laughs> of when I'm, when I'm a manager someday. Never say everything is a priority. Yeah, it's just there's so much wrong with it. And it doesn't even attempt to be sticky in any way because there's I always think of when I think of like a really sticky idea, it's a really beautiful piece of art that you you start somewhere and you kind of round your way around looking at it and it kind of resonates with you. And when you walk away from it, you can kind of describe that whole thing, right? And you know exactly the pieces of it and you can go, yeah, our goal is to do X, this, here's why we should do it, here's why we want to do it. And um, you can kind of retell that story. It's very simple, right? They say one of the stickiest ideas is that there are razor blades in uh, apples, like in Halloween, oh. which apparently never happened. But that idea is so sticky because it hits all these pieces of it's simple, it's unexpected, 
It's concrete because you you can think of a razor blade existing in an apple. Yeah. It's credible because uh, you know that someone has razor blades and apples and could essentially do that. It's emotional because you think of the kids getting it and it, it's a story, right? And like, I don't even have to say much more than like razor blades and apples at Halloween for you guys to kind of visualize and think about that exact thing. And then you can go tell the next person, oh, did you, did you hear that there's razor blades and apples and kids, you got to check all the candy. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I didn't even think about that as an example of a sticky idea, because I guess when I thought of sticky, I thought, oh, like, well, there has to be a, I'm thinking more of a mission statement, right? Like it has to serve a purpose, but that's a, that's really great and helpful too, to realize like gossip almost is sticky or the stickiness of it is what makes it continue to go on. And how can you apply the positive aspects of those same principles, i.e. the success model to a mission statement or to a motto or a model that you're hoping your team will follow. Exactly. And I think that's where when I think about good mission statements, kind of like the JFK one, it's how does your entire team look at it, use it and and continue to drive against it and know that that's what their goals are. Yeah. A very succinct and simple version of this that I think hits on most if not all, I think there there's probably a little bit lacking in the emotional and, and the uh, story side, but I think it's all there is the Herb Kelleher Southwest, which is be the low cost airline. It gives the employees something to, to anchor to. It gives them something to base all their decisions off of. And I think at the end of the day, like that's what you want for your employees is to have something that's so black and white that anytime they go to make a decision, they go back to, okay, does that decision make us the low cost airline? Mm. Because if it doesn't, I need to not do that thing yeah. because it's not going to get us there. That's <laughs> setting priorities, if you will. But just in that beautifully simple statement, the priorities yeah. are established in a single sentence. That's kind of mind boggling for me to think about. But I think that's what you want to make happen, right? Like if you think yeah. about Tom's, that one for one model, it's, it follows a lot of these, right? It's simple. It's unexpected. It's concrete. You understand that you buy one, they give one. It's credible in that you probably have seen a picture of Blake giving someone shoes somewhere in a third world country. Yes. It's emotional because you can think of those people who need the shoes. And then it in of itself, it's a story, right? Because my shoes that I bought that I'm wearing are putting shoes in somebody else's feet. Like yes. it's a very sticky thing. And even as like a brand statement, like people get it, it resonates. And it's very easy for me to explain to you how Tom's is functioning. Yes. Yeah. That's an incredible example. Can you think of an example from your own experience where you had an idea that was really sticky or not? Whatever. Either way, we can learn from both. I don't know. I think I've been racking my brain to think of if if I'm good at being sticky and driving success. And I think the places where I've seen it work and resonate is when it becomes almost like a a story that you want the team to tell. Mm. And I think the one time I feel really good about what we did was in a previous role where we were over inventory and we were really poorly forecasted and our goal as a team was to 
bring down our inventory by a million dollars by the end of, I don't know, the next, not the next quarter, but the quarter after that. So we had like nine months through like stronger partnership across the company. Mm-hmm. It The goal of all of it was if we can, one, lower our our dollars of inventory and, and strengthen our partnerships, then we can help the company be profitable. Mm. And so I don't know that it hits on all the pieces, right? I don't know how unexpected me telling my team to be better at what we do is, but it's fairly concrete, but it's still like lacking in some things. Like, how do we go about doing that? I think it, the partnering with everyone across the company is the way that we do it. So maybe there's a little bit of credibility and there's a little bit of simplicity there. I I don't know. Uh, What I like about this model though, and you and I talked about this a little bit before we got on the phone is that it's a scale, right? Like, it's not like you hit or miss. I'm almost thinking, I'm sure this exists somewhere, the viscosity scale. Like, it's like, how sticky is it? <laughs> is it like exactly. honey level sticky? Or is yep. it like, I don't know, what's another sticky thing that's not as sticky? Hair, hair gel sticky or a post-it sticky. Yeah. Or super glue sticky. Like, which version mm-hmm. of it is? Like, how how high on the stickiness scale are you? Yeah. Did you get to Gorilla Glue or not? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so maybe that's like a, a honey and you're trying to get to Gorilla Glue. Like, okay, great you know what steps to take to make it improve. So it's helpful to me in the, to think about it as a scale versus like something like smart goals where th- those are so black and white. It's like, yeah, you have to have those or you don't succeed. Exactly. Exactly. And this isn't the way that I'm t- coming away from this example or this model is not with that black and white mentality. It's like, okay, well, if you're struggling to get something to stick for your team or for your audience or for, you know, whoever, how do you leverage this to evaluate where you might be missing the mark in terms of it sticking? Absolutely. And I think, remember, it's not its not that you need all six, but the, the closer you get, the more sticky it is. But sometimes you don't need to be a six, right? A six is, yes. I want a mission statement for my company, or I want to put a guy, I want on us to moon. lead, to put a man on the moon and bring him back, yes. right, by the end of the decade. But its it's not that every idea or mission statement has to be the the gorilla glue of stickiness like a lot of them can be very successful at the honey level yes 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 that's great and that's really uh comforting to a perfectionistic tendency person like me (laughs) 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 to know that you know this isn't like a pass fail type of situation right because even if you're just simple that's probably good enough for for maybe what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Right. Like the Southwest example is very simple. Yes. Like, I don't know that it covers a lot of these other ones, yes. but it's so simple that it probably is a honey or a slightly higher level of stickiness than one that maybe has four of these. Yes. It's hard to forget when it's so simple and that alone can be is sticky. The fact that it's unforgettable. Exactly. Okay. So Shannon, tell me, do you have any examples of good sticky ideas that you've come up with? Yeah, I would say again, like these aren't gorilla glue level when I evaluate them in the criteria (laughs) set. But they're some of the more sticky ideas I think I've had. So again, going back to that example I shared earlier, where I had the leader that said, everything is a priority. When I was leading my second team, they were getting a lot thrown at them, a lot of tests and everything needed to be a priority kind of a mindset before I came on board. And I remember creating a one pager for them and I called it the funnel. (laughs) 
And literally, I put a dollar value for them on, okay, when you focus on the Denver 15 store digital test, that's this big on this sheet of paper. When you focus on executing the back to college season successfully for our department, that's a third of our sheet of paper here to help Mm -hmm. them have a visual of where they should put their time. And they each, I remember that it felt sticky to me because they each hung it in their cube, which I wasn't Mm -hmm. like, go hang this in your cube. This is our new mission statement. (laughs) But it was, it left such an impression on them that they hung it in their cube as like a visual reminder so that as they were going through their to-do list every day, they could look up and see why the heck am I spending time on this thing that's only going to move our sales dollars like this much. So I don't know. That was like the example that stuck out to me of where I think I hit the mark of being unexpected because at that time in our company, we were living in a mindset of everything is a priority. We have to do it all. Absolutely. And it felt really daring and ruthless to have that sheet of paper literally hanging in 11 people's cubes. And I remember it made other leaders kind of uncomfortable for me to openly say, we're deprioritizing this Denver test. Right. So I think what you're hitting on is it's simple. It's simple enough that people like got it. Yeah. It may be slightly more complex because they kept it up so that they could like walk through it. It wasn't yeah. something they just took away. But it, it was simple enough that they got it and they wanted to have it resonate. And maybe they all got it and they didn't need to have it up. It was just a reminder that it existed. Yeah. Uh, I think for sure it's unexpected. I think using the data makes it concrete. Mm-hmm. I think coming from a manager makes it credible. Mm-hmm. And I think the emotional piece probably comes from the the uncomfortability from it. Mm, right? It could be. Yeah, I would say if I self when I was self reflecting through the model and evaluating where could I've made it stronger, it was in the emotions and the story piece. I don't know if there was like a really like, oh, it pulled at my heartstrings to see the betting prioritization funnel. (laughs) (laughs) We also I think the the place where you're missing the most is adding a little S to the end. Yes, definitely the little S that does nothing. <laughs> That's what I was missing for sure. How could I forget the little S to properly S. spell success? <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that's a good example. I think the stickiness factor is super high, even though it's missing. I would say, yeah, you're probably right, like the last two, the emotional and the stories. Yeah. And so that's where I think, especially as you're thinking about how to do this in your own roles, and, and maybe we just fully segue right into the the eye level, the how do we bring this home? Yeah. I think as you're thinking about it, remember it's not a a yes or a no yes. in terms of like a smart goal. No. Right. Because <laughs> I if if I write a smart goal, anyone who, regardless of how they understand what I do, can tell me whether or not my goal is smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this one is uh the more that you get, the m- more sticky your idea probably is but you don't need all six right like sometimes it's going to be really hard to make whatever you're doing into a story yeah but it should be able to be simple unexpected concrete incredible and then if you can get those emotional pieces if you can get the stories onto it and if you can somehow add a little s to it then i think you're hitting (laughs) it on the nose yes yes that's great so keeping in mind that it's a scale it's not a yes no it's not a black and white and how do you leverage the scale when you're trying to get an idea to stick? 
And I think too, when you think about your own life and your career and the things that you're working on and, and how do you start to use this, I think the biggest ones are, are there places where you're trying to uh, energize a group around a common goal? Mm. Are there places where maybe you're not managing a team, but maybe you're managing a process? And how do you get people to really get on board and understand the goal of that process? I think this is a model that can help you make sure that everybody understands the goal and, and keep everybody driven towards that thing. Mm, well said. I think also the other place that I would think about it personally is for your own personal brand mission statement. Mm. When you go to write one of those, if you have or if you haven't, I would think about how do you put a lot of these into it? Because the easiest part for this should be the the E and the S at the end, right? Is the emotional and the story mm. because you're telling your own story, right? Mm. And so I think working on how do you get the the simple, the unexpected, the concrete, the credible in there is going to be one of the things that will be more difficult. I don't know about the concrete, but the the unexpected maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's your own way of like telling people who you are in a way that if if you've done it and made it sticky, then people won't forget, right? If if I was going around, and I'm sure former presidents have done this, where they've said in their younger days, like, I want to be the president, and, and maybe for certain people saying it, like the former president, it was probably very unexpected. Because mm. people look at him and go, well, no, that, that can't happen. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. But it, it, it like really lives into all those things. And I don't know whether or not he was striving to do that at a younger age before he declared it but even when he did declare it it was super unexpected right yeah and it has the simplicity and the concreteness and the the credibility and the emotion and maybe it's missing the story and the little less but (laughs) it's how do you do that for yourself and i think there's a lot of ways to do that and and it's a really good principle for getting there rami what i'm like honestly stuck in is do you have a personal brand slash mission statement no okay good when you said that, you were like, this could be a good thing to like think about for your own personal brand mission statement. I thought, do I not know Rami that well? Because it would just it would surprise me if you had one like written down somewhere. I think mine, which I will say is very un expected. <laughs> un undeliberate is <laughs> to constantly be doing jobs and roles that haven't existed in the past Ooh. while continuing to like challenge myself from a curiosity perspective because I'm perpetually curious. Yes, that is that's the Rami that I know. I was just curious and maybe we can take homework back to rework our intros to make sure that they're sticky. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ours, uh, I know for sure mine is not sticky. So maybe I'll go with something more akin to my brand statement. Or even our even our workplace hooks. As you were talking through the personal element of making sure things are sticky, I thought, oh, maybe we need to reevaluate our workplace hug syndrome. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I digress. Yeah, we should. No, that's the, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think this applies to lots of different things. It's, it's whenever you're trying to get a point across and, and get people on board or even to help people get interested in what you're doing, using this, this approach should lead to success with, uh, two S's, but feel free to add a bonus S at the end to spell things right. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for that. All right. I think that's a wrap. Should we talk about next week? 
Yeah, what do you want to talk about next week, Shannon? So next week, I want to talk about a book called Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When the Stakes Are High. Ooh. It really actually was a great book, and I found myself leveraging the various models in it quite a bit, like more so than I would have thought. It's very straightforward, and it's it's how it was written, uh, which some people love and some people hate. So let's talk about it next week. So with that, I would say try to imagine yourself as a little kid and be as sticky as possible. Mm. I've been Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been Rami. <laughs> and, this, and this was Workplace Sucks.